From the Financial Times in London, this is FT News and I'm Jyotsna Singh in Delhi. A heated debate has been raging in India over a digital media company's decision to offer female employees an optional day off each month so that they don't have to work on the first day of their period. The Mumbai-based company has started a petition urging the government to legislate to give all working women the same choice. But some see this as a regressive step that threatens to reinforce gender stereotypes and the exclusion of women in India's already conservative society. Amy Kasman, the FT's South Asia Bureau Chief, has written a column for us and joins me to discuss how this might impact the country's already small female workforce. Amy, let's first start with what has been the general reaction to Culture Machine's decision. How is the company's petition doing and have any other companies followed their example? The Culture Machine petition has been signed nearly 30,000 times since it went up online, which shows that clearly this whole idea of period leave has touched a nerve among many people. It's hard to imagine that the petition, which really asks the government to force all employers to offer period leave to its female employees, will really shape policy in a country that has just started giving women six months of maternity leave. But it's true that other companies have also started offering period leave. A media company in Chennai has announced that it's going to offer period leave to its female employees. Another digital media company has announced it. So I think that there are companies that think that the way to attract more women workers is to follow Culture Machine's lead. What are the arguments being put forward for and against? Culture Machine has actually put up a video in which they have some of their women workers talking about what it's like to work during their periods. And um, through that, sort of the argument of why this is needed is made. These women talk about their period as something that is absolutely debilitating and which changes their personality, which turns them all into kind of monsters or puts them in a very bad mood. And so the suggestion is, you know, if women are so miserable on this day that they should be allowed to stay home and take the day off. The argument made against this is that, first of all, this kind of idea that paralyzing pain is a normal part, an inevitable part of having your period is wrong and that many women really don't suffer that severely where you could say that they're really debilitated in terms of their ability to work. But The bigger argument is that by asking for this kind of special protection, by suggesting that the mere onset of their period, you know, makes virtually every woman unable to work on that day, will lead to further discrimination against women. It'll lead to them being barred from jobs. It'll reinforce the ideas that see women already as less capable, less competent, more erratic, more unreliable. Those ideas are already deeply held in the Indian workforce environment. I've heard many men talk about how, oh, Indian women, as soon as they get married, they drop out of their jobs. So I think the idea of period leave risks reinforcing the stereotypes or the idea of women as less committed to their jobs or not so serious or not so competent and capable. And it could reinforce that and, in fact, end up working against women. You've written a lot about the lack of participation of women in the workforce. How do you think this is likely to impact the situation? Well, look, 
India does have one of the lowest rates of female labor force participation in the world outside Muslim countries and the Arab world. Only 27% of Indian women are in paid work. But that's not necessarily because companies are unwilling to hire them. In fact, what is a very interesting phenomenon is that there are many educated professional women who have pursued higher education, they've worked for years in kind of white-collar settings, but then indeed they do drop out of the workforce after marriage or sometimes after having a baby. So the fact that some of these employers, like a digital media company, are offering this shows that they're trying to attract more female talent. I mean, I don't think that necessarily the low rate of female labor force participation is because businesses are unwilling to hire women. But I do think it risks reinforcing stereotypes and other organizations that hire maybe less educated women, more blue-collar women, like, say, the police or the armed forces, which becomes important entry points for sort of lower-middle-class women into the workforce. Those kind of really male-dominated organizations may hesitate in embracing more women onto their staff. Indian women are barred from social and religious activities during their periods. Do you think Culture Machine's move will help reduce or reinforce this kind of stigma? Look, I don't think Culture Machine is deliberately intending to reinforce discrimination against women or perpetuate stereotypes or further stigmatize women. I think Culture Machine must be interested in attracting more talented women. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother offering what they clearly view as some kind of perk or incentive to make themselves more attractive as a workplace. They're probably out there competing for bright young women to join their staff. But I think perhaps the patriarchy is so deeply ingrained that what they may not realize is even in their video, they're kind of perpetuating very ugly stereotypes about women and women who are menstruating. And when these women sit there and say, I'm a monster on my period, or if I'm on the set when I'm on my period, I'm a dictator. They're reinforcing really some of the worst, most sexist, most patriarchal, misogynistic stereotypes about women and how their period changes them. So I don't think it's their intention to stigmatize women, but I feel that inadvertently they are possibly doing so. Other Asian countries like Japan, Indonesia, South Korea and Taiwan have legislated in favor of this kind of leave for women. Is there any evidence that this has reinforced discrimination against female employees in these countries? I think it's very noticeable that the countries that have adopted this period leave are not necessarily the countries where women have made great strides in the workplace in terms of rising up, growing numbers of women working, women at higher levels of management and executive positions. In fact, some of these countries, Japan and South Korea, have very poor and low rates of women participation in the workforce. They, in fact, do have some of the most gender stereotypical division of roles. You know, in Japan, it's very, very typical for women to drop out of the labor force after having a baby. In South Korea, labor force participation rates of women are still very low, and there's very little representation of women at higher levels of business. So it suggests that this period leave doesn't necessarily go hand 
hand in hand with great progress for women and may in fact be reinforcing these kind of older stereotypes about, oh, women are really fragile, women need protection, the proper place for women is in the domestic sphere. Thank you, Amy, and thanks also to Fiona Simon, the producer of FT News in London. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., 